uh, I got that job and I was absolutely miserable. Sometimes I was the number one salesman. I was really good. I worked for Hilton and I was really good, but I was so miserable. Every night I asked God to take me home to heaven. Every night. I, I was so miserable. Hey everybody, I am Pastor Shannon Williams and you are here with us on the KTF podcast. KTF stands for Keeping the Faith, where we always defend the faith, stand for truth. We got an exciting show for you today. Uh, reason being is because number one, the Holy Spirit's here with us. That's an exciting thing. But we do have a very special uh, person as our guest today, and so I want to introduce you to him and get straight into this podcast because we're gonna we're gonna talk about all kind of cool stuff. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, and be sure to smash that subscribe, like, and share button right now. But I am excited to present a good, good friend of mine uh, that we've known each other for a little over a year now. And uh, when we met, we met at a Benny Hinn conference, and it was like we just long lost brothers. We did, we just picked up where we left <laughs> yeah. off. And so I want to give everybody uh, a uh, let's give a big welcome to Jeff Ferguson. Jeff Thank Ferguson's you. with us. Thank you so much, Pastor. It's good to be here. Absolutely. So uh, you just got through ministering and preaching at Finish Line Christian Center. Yes, it was the best service uh, in the history of Finish Line Christian Center. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And the best guest you've ever had. Yes. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. We're in escalation, right? Yeah. So the next service we have, it'll, it'll yeah, top yeah, yeah. that one. Amen. <laughs> No, well, he. I love your church. I love your. Church. It's so good. It's so exciting. It's packed. I mean, I don't think you could fit twenty more people in there. It was <laughs> packed, and it was just powerful. It was so good. I loved it. The, it, it's full of Holy Ghost energy. Yes, yes. You know, the atmosphere really is important when when you're dealing with ministry and people. And it's, and there's no facades. There's no hype. There is a purity, but there's an energy, but it's not hyped it's the it's the presence of god amen. it's the anticipation of the people it's so good amen well you know the word you gave today was about speaking directly to the mountain the problem the situation and um that's what we love we love being able to take the principles of the word of god and apply them to our life because you know without application it's just a teaching that floats around in the air yeah we need to know how to take the word of god and you you did a great job of explaining that you have to start talking to your issues, your problems. And I like what you said. One of the things you said today was uh, you, you you admitted, you said, I, I have to say this, and some of you might you, you might not know how to take it, but you said, I actually talked to the devil. So yep. well, why don't you explain that a little bit for the people? I did. I said I talked to the devil uh, because, you know, Eve didn't talk to the devil right, and Jesus talked to the devil right. Correct. So uh, I do. I talk to the devil. I answer the devil. Sometimes that's good. You know, every thought that I have in my head is not from me. Amen. Sometimes Come it's on. an impulse from something that stimulates from television or something I see or a memory, or it can be planted by the enemy. Joyce Meyer says the battleground is the mind. Yes, and it is. And and. I have found that the anointing doesn't flow from the mind. It doesn't flow from my reasoning. It doesn't flow from my thinking. The presence of God, the flow of the Holy Spirit, the voice of God doesn't come from my thinking or my mind. It comes from the born-again place in me, down in my spirit, yes. the regenerated part where the Holy Spirit lives. Glory so that place, that still small voice is where, where the voice of God comes from, and it always 
it never it never goes against sweeping truths of the word of the Bible. That's right. And and um, and it it's not a bombardment of thoughts. A bombardment of thoughts coming against you. Uh, and full of accusation, full of self-doubt, full of fear. That's never from God. So I speak to those thoughts, and sometimes they're from the enemy. You know, Eve didn't speak to the enemy. I said today, I said, the the snake, the serpent told Eve, if you partake of this fruit, you'll be like the Most High God. Well, that was a lie. Amen. The, the lie is you can be. The truth is you already are. She was already made in the image and likeness of God. Come on. Uh, but Jesus, when the enemy tempted Jesus in the wilderness— he came back with the word. Praise God. And when we answer the devil with the word, we win. Amen. Praise God. I really love that uh, point that you made today. Answer the devil. Yeah. Amen. You answer him and you answer him with the word of God. Yeah. Now you travel, preach, um, sing as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm fantastic. I'm a fantastic singer. You're a fantastic <laughs> singer. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think you're probably a better songwriter than you are even a singer. Which, I mean, is, somebody, which is really a, which is really an insult because I'm an average songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Well, see, we, you know, we've had conversation, and but but what I really find intriguing because you find a lot of people can sing. Yeah, and you know, it's one thing to get up and sing and perform, but it's another thing to be able to write and birth a song. Yeah, and, and you you seem to just have this gift. That yeah. God has blessed you with to write songs. You don't write songs just for you. You write songs for everybody. Uh, you wrote a song, Woman Thou Art Loosed. For T.D. Jakes. For T.D. Jakes. I co-wrote it with Cheryl Brady, but yeah, I, I wrote it for T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes has recorded my songs 10 times. Wow. Um, I write for C.C. Winans, Vicki Winans, Beverly Crawford, Dottie Peoples, Micah Stampley, Bishop Paul Morton. Um, wow. And a bunch of white people, too. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you got a lot of soul in you, Yeah, brother. oh, yes. Amen. Well, you know what? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a powerful thing uh, to be able to say, I can write a song. And actually, I want to talk a little bit about this because, there's guys, there's something really exciting that I think is probably so interesting. Now, some people might say, I just don't know about it. But I think, listen, he's got a, a, a tool that you created, and it's called I Can Write a Song. You Can Write a Song. You Can Write a Song. You Can Write a Song. So uh, tell us about tell us about that and, and where it came from and how it got birthed. Well, I, I learned how to write in 1988 in 13 weeks. I was 20 or something like that. I learned to write from Reba Rambo, okay. Dinah McGuire. She was just here singing uh with you today she at was finish line. she was what a sweetheart you know she's a multi-grammy winner and dove winner and uh and they invented the category contemporary christian because of her wow they when she came out with her solo album it was critically acclaimed and they didn't know what the dove awards didn't know what category to put it in because they had gospel they had but they they came up with a category for her album to nominate it. That's where we came up with the with the term contemporary, contemporary Christian. Christian. Yep. Are you are you serious? Yes. That is Rita Rambo. That's fantastic. Yeah, and she's the only white other than Tata Vega who is Puerto Puerto Rican, I think. But I think that's why I don't know. But <laughs> other than Tata Vega, she was the she's the only white uh, disciple of Andre Crouch and the Disciples singer. She's okay. the only white singer in all in the decades that he 
that he performed. Okay. So she's she's so soulful and good. So she taught you how to write songs? She taught me, and her mom, Dottie, too, taught me. Okay. And Buck taught me publishing, because I publish songs. I don't know if you knew that, but I publish songs that other writers write that have been very successful. Okay. Um, so I own those, um, but I didn't write them. But but I my biggest success is a songwriter, but I'm also a publisher. A music publisher. So, so tell people about the the site that you have and and you that- can write a song dot com. We we have had our teachers have been Gloria Gaither, Torin Wells, um, uh, Clint Brown, Jaron Davis, Reba Rambo, Martha Munizzi. We have had the best Ooh. best teachers ever, and I'm the, the, always the top top writers, the top entertainers, the top uh, Christian singers have yep. been our have been our teachers and it's an, it's great it's an event um it's i also own the conferences that are called um worship culture or worship encounters yeah uh, like michigan worship encounter houston worship encounter those enca- worship encounter weekends they're my conference and so they often host you can write a song uh clint brown has you can write a song at his judah conferences and there are a lot of different music conferences it's at it's been at national quartet convention so um, it, it teaches people how to take a song to see legally and technically the 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 music is the melody. Okay. So if you can sing the melody, even if you don't play an instrument, you wrote the music to the song. Okay. So anybody can write a song. So what would you say to somebody out here that says I I have this melody or these words and I just don't know how to develop it. What would you? What kind of advice would you give somebody? Well, that it's we've had you know we have three day retreats, we have uh, three hour events, we have all kinds of things where all kinds of events that that cater to that. Um, it's hard to put it in a sentence because the, the songs have two parts: they have the words and they have the music, the lyric and the music, and um, and I teach from getting the hook. And the whole song is hung on the hook. I teach you how to use your tools, your rhyming dictionary, your synonym finder, your thesaurus. I teach you how to take a thought and an idea and build a whole song out of it. I teach you how to pitch that song to publishers. I teach you how to pitch that song to artists, what what to do, what not to do. Okay. And we've had uh, 14, time, 14 songs, number one songs, written by students that have come to You Can Write a Song who had never gotten a song cut before. Are you serious? Yes. So somebody said, I want to take your course and tap into this. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have taken this course. Wow. And then 14 of them. 14 times there have been number one songs. Number one. So out of this group, 14 Mm -hmm. number one songs out of that group. I think that's highly impressive. So how many songs have you written? Uh. I don't know. Uh, we stopped counting on how many cuts. When I say a cut, I mean another artist or choir records my song. Okay. So um, we we stopped counting, I think, about 15 years ago at 4,000 times my songs have been recorded by other artists. Um, my biggest month was 91 times in one month. But glory to God, all the glory goes to God. I mean, that's just, you know, you can't, someone can't make that happen. It's, no. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how God, I, I God, God has granted me special favor, I think, and I'm very grateful. Amen. Well, all the glory, no matter what you do, all, all the, the glory, glory all has of it, to go back to God. All of it goes to God. Because you didn't make yourself be born. You didn't create nope. yourself, and you definitely didn't put gifts inside of you. That was all by the power of God. That's right. 
And so when you're singing and when you're playing and when you're ministering, you're giving glory to God. Amen. I am. Uh, all the glory goes to God. You know, God has a way. I, I was born to an unwed mother and a teenage father. I was born in Wilkesboro, right here in North Carolina. Okay. And he drowned when he was 18, my oh biological my father. And my uh, his mother raised me the first part of my life. I was born in the Appalachian Mountains where he was from. He drowned in Michigan where my mother lived. She was three months pregnant with me, a young girl, when he drowned. So um, I was back and forth from Michigan and in the Appalachian Mountains here in North Carolina. Uh, and we lived on the same road where Stone Mountain is. Okay. It looks called Long Bottom Road. Um, and and my, my mother married a Pentecostal pastor when I was six. And when I was seven, he adopted me, and my name became Jeff Ferguson. And I grew up next door to the church in the parsonage and to the church that he pastored. And he was the greatest man, the greatest father you could ever imagine. And God found a way. And I, in the middle of the night when I was 12, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It changed my life forever. It, it helped me to be a witness to Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto uttermost. the other, uttermost parts yes. of the earth. And then Amen. the next year when I was 13, I recorded my first album. And I started traveling around the world. So I've been in the ministry full-time, 43 years. God found a way to take... A situ- I was born into tragedy, into poverty, uh, unplanned by my mother and father, but I was born planned by God. That's right. Every Amen. child was born planned by God. God has a book for them. God has their days planned out and mapped out. God has an assignment for every child. It, it has a purpose for everybody. Amen. And and uh, I lived my whole life surrounded by his word and his spirit, and he's connected me with some of the greatest ministers in the world. Uh, I just don't know how God's done it, but I do know that favor is real, and purpose is real, and assignment is real. Amen. If God can use me and take me from where he took me, he can use anybody. Amen. I love that. Absolutely. Um, So that's just one part of the stuff that you you do, and that's one part of your testimony is that you're a songwriter. But you you actually have another facet that you you flow in, and that you are a ghostwriter— for many, many authors um, all over. And yeah. so uh, if, if you're watching if you're watching from home right now and you don't know what a ghostwriter is, people will take their concepts and ideas, hand it over to a ghostwriter, and they flesh it out in a book. And so you do that. The ghostwriter writes, the ghostwriter writes it. It's, it's the author's message. Correct. Yep. If it's a Christian author, it's their revelation, it's their message, but it's the ghostwriter's writing. Right. So you take those thoughts and everything, and you express those. Yeah. And it's kind of like expounding maybe the way you would expound upon a scripture. I just, just write it. Yeah. I just write I write the whole thing, and I put their name on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I, I have a writing associate that helps me, you know, so... Um, so we, you know, we're, we, it's, it's a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. So, um, I mean, who, it, who it, have, when who, I say big deal, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of moving parts. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you don't just wake up one day. You know, I've got a book that I've been working on for five. I'm I didn't so ha- proud of you. Thank you. I didn't have a ghostwriter like you. And what a, what a book to pick. What a subject matter. The book of revelation. I know. Holy moly. I know. It was like, if uh, you have picked anything, I might avoid that book like the plague. I mean, <laughs> I sat down to write that book. 
And I didn't want to write the book. I wanted to write another with another topic, and that that came out. So uh, I, I guess God wanted me to do Mount Everest he did. as the first book. He did. You know, conquer <laughs> that mountain first. Um, I just wrote a 400-page health and science book. I would have rather write that than the one on the book of Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> so can we talk about who you ghostwrite for? Is there's... Uh, I can't talk about everybody because okay. sometimes it's in the contract that I can't, but I can talk about the ones that talk about me writing for them. Okay. So like Benny Hinn has interviewed me on programs all over the world um, that I wrote his last book, and it was number, number one for six weeks for Pentecostal charismatic books, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, yes. that's Joel Osteen, Joyce Meyer, you know. Yeah. So that um, is, that's great. And I also was the narrator for it on Amazon. So what you're saying is, if um, somebody goes and gets the audio version of that book, they're going to hear Jeff Ferguson's me. voice. Me. That's right. The same voice you're <laughs> you, hearing right now. You got one of those uh, type voices. It's like a. It's a little. That's the pot called deeper. the kettle black. It's a little. <laughs> you got a good one too. <laughs> But, but your bo- is your voice kind of boomy when you walk in a room? Yes. Mine, mine is too. Yeah. yeah Little I, children hold their ears like this <laughs> and cry. You know, uh, I used to get in trouble when I was a kid in school. And I remember in the first grade, I would make good grades, but I would always get like check marks like bad. Uh, what, what, what's wrong? What did Shannon do today? And it was like, it. I mean, not really a lot. He just talks too much. I, I can't believe you're saying that. That's exactly the same thing that I, I'd get A's and B's and A's, and I would get Jeff talks too much. Jeff disturbs other children, talks too much, talks too much, talks too much. Yeah. Exactly the same. And here, it's part of our calling if they yes. would have been smart enough to realize. And, and you know what? I found this, and, and, see, and see what you think about this, but uh, some of the things that they try to push down in a – in a regular school environment are the very things that would make a man or a woman very successful when they get older. Absolutely. And so they're like, no, don't do this. Don't, you know, th- those guys make great salesmen or those people end up being very charismatic and, and, and God uses them as vessels and spokespeople for the kingdom. Entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Business owners. Oprah. She, she dropped out of school to get her first job. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that that they they do so well without school. Yeah, I'm not against school. I no, went, no. I, I went back to school in in my fifties. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with that. No, and I and I got my bachelor's, a double major, in my fifties. That's excellent. Yeah, That's a, I'm not against education, but I do think there's a lot of the modern day things that they do that just doesn't help people excel. They don't. They don't identify gifts. Everybody's got to fit the same mold. Take the same tests, and you better fit in this box, or else we're. We, you know, you're getting notes home, and you better get in line. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, did you get in trouble in school as a kid? Did you get in trouble? Uh, if I did, I'd get in trouble. I'd get in trouble at home too. Yeah. If well, I, I've got a whooping at school, if I got a swat at school, I got like two. Uh, then I would get a whooping at home. Yeah. If and everyone in my whole life from church, I've eight aunts, everybody had an automatic permission to spank me, which is child abuse. So, so you, yeah, well, I know all about that. I was raised by a drill sergeant. So, oh yeah. I'm I, like, you shouldn't give other people permission to spank your children. <laughs> we knew if we, although got- I saw a kid in target last night about a three year old, I wanted to, I wanted to spank him. <laughs> uh, well, the Bible does say if you spare the rod, Spoil of correction, the child. you'll spoil that child. No, I believe in speaking. I believe in corporal corporal punishment. Yes, absolutely. Well, so well, one of my this is one of my things I I hold 
dearest to my convictions in my heart. <laughs> Spanking children. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pastime. I just I just carry a belt with me and a sw- and a uh, you know a switch. Oh. my grandma used to say switch. Oh, I had to pick the switch, my own switch, off the Easter bush, and she'd keep it on top of the fridge. Yeah, and and if they sent you to go get one, you're you better, in trouble. You better get a good one. Or they'll send you back. They'll send you back, and then it'll be worse. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we have the same people <laughs> raised us. That's exactly right. Um, this has been very exciting. So um, I want to chat real quick about uh, you. You're a co-host for a, your own show on well, the Now Network. Actually, I have 25 broadcasts a month. I'm, I'm on 25 different broadcasts a month. I have, I have a daily uh, broadcast on Facebook uh, called 12 Minutes at 12, and it's rarely 12 minutes. It's usually 18 minutes or 21 minutes. I'm not really good at math. <laughs> but um, it's, but it's, it's really popular. Um, it, it, it has thousands and thousands of views, and it, it reaches a lot of people. Um, people when they usually when I like, like today, there were people in your service that drove a long way to be here, um, that came up to the table afterward. You don't know this, but they, they came up. So, so now what's unusual is when I go to a church to minister and if I put it on Facebook or put it on social media, there will be a row or two of people that are there that don't go to that church that I don't know who they are, but they know me from social media from 12 minutes to 12 or so that's kind of, that's kind of cool. That's that's really neat, you know. That's so you have today. you have your you have a following, and they and they will well, I do. They'll support you wherever yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, and so that's exciting. But um, but I do like you said. It's called on the Now Network. It's called I Believe Today. Okay, and it's uh, and you wrote the song. That's the, uh, no, that's the music. For no, it? no, they wanted to use it, but for some reason they didn't use it. But um, but I co-host that with um at seven a.m. on Tuesday mornings. And then I have my daily broadcast, and then we do bungalow worship. That's once a month. How, how, I just want to know how do you get involved in bungalow? Where like, do you just have to just show up in the area, or do you have to have an invite? You have to have an invitation. It's by invitation only. So um, okay. we'll put you on the waiting list, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me crash your bungalow worship next time. I'm just gonna roll right in there. Where's Jeff? I know Jeff. It's you know bungalow worship is crazy. Uh, it, I wish we had time to tell the whole story, but um, bungalow worship's crazy because I, I just was d- dedicated my little 1,000-square-foot bungalow when I moved to Orlando, and I saw this little bungalow, and I, I just saw what it could be. You've been there. You've yes. been to the bungalow. And, um, and I, and I um, uh, invited eight friends, including myself, over because I'm one of my I'm one of my best friends. <laughs> I invited eight friends over just Let to me pray tell you about my best friend. Remember that? Yeah. Was that Eddie's father? <laughs> Are you, that was Eddie's father. That TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, you're older than you look. Um but uh <laughs> Thank you. You I look think. very yeah. I think. Yeah. So, but anyway, I do have a lot of gray hair. I'm uh, I'm 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 tracking with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, you look good though. You look good. So, um, I just I invited a few friends over, and and one of them had a piano, and I'm like, let's just throw it on Facebook. I mean, I wasn't doing that, so we kind of threw it on Facebook. Said, y'all help me pray for my new little house, and um, had thousands of views, and so 
we had Bungalow this week has had like just 5,000 something views, but like famous singers and preachers get on there and like it and talk. And so it's, it's pretty cool, but it's, and this is just at your house, at my house. And now Can we you have call your house, the bungalow, the bungalow. Okay. So bungalow worship, we cram, it's by invitation only. We cram 40, we had 40 people there Monday, Okay. cram 40 people in there. Joyce Myers, worship leader for 15 years, uh, Jackie DeShetler. She's a worship leader since we started for okay. three years and she comes over and worship leaders and singers and musicians come from all over the state. Lisa that was here with us today. Oh yes. She and her wonderful. Hus- yeah, wonderful. She and her husband come. Reba is Reba Rambo's often there. And um so she comes and stays with me some at the in Orlando from Nashville. She's my spiritual mother. So Reba. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one, uh, one last thing that I want to chat with you today and, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up this podcast, but, um, you were, we were sharing earlier and you were talking about, um, God doing something very unusual right now, something that God is doing in your life, ministry, in the world, stuff around you. It's, and and I want you to, I want you to share with, with, with the folks about what, what that is, what is God doing you know, because there's a lot of people that go to church. There's a lot of people who serve the Lord and they feel like, you know, they're, they need hope, you know, that they, what they see in the world and around them, you know, sometimes it troubles them. So, you know, if God's doing something unusual and different, uh, can you, can you allude to, to what the Lord's well, been doing? Well, it started probably about, about four, I started doing radical things to pursue the Lord and radical things to obey God. Um, it was, it started probably about four years ago. I had had a lot of loss. I pastored a church and I had to close it and it broke my heart. You know, I I put all my eggs in that basket and, um, and we just financially, we were not, we, we, I think the day we closed, we had 91. So we, we got up to maybe 150, but never, it never grew like it needed to. And I, and I, it, 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 we never we did a lot of great things. We had a million views. We fed 17,000 homeless people. We bought buses and bused in homeless. We did a lot, a lot, a lot of good. Um, one well-known preacher friend called me, and he said, Jeff, you did more in five years than most churches do in 50. So I know we did a lot. But still, I, I, was, I was kind of lost when I, when I closed it. And no one knew I was going to close it, but we couldn't go one more week financially. I'd spent all my money, and it, I was ruined financially. And um, uh, and I was very distraught, um, not hopeless, but just didn't know what to do next. And well, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And, um, and I moved to uh, Nashville for three months, and then my friend who pastors in— um, West Palm Beach said, we come here for three months? We have a budget for you for three months, be an associate pastor and do our music for our Christmas coming up. We only, but three months, we're done. I went, okay. So I did. And then my friend Clint Brown said, um, Jeff, stay here for a month before you go back to Nashville. I said, okay. Um, so I went and I stayed with him for a month. And then, um, and then I ended up staying there and I got a job job, a J-O-B, a real job for yeah. the first time in my life since I worked at Back Rack at the mall when I was a teenager, you know, so I, yeah. I got a real job, you know, and, um, and I've been in ministry my whole life. I'm at employees. This is pretty successful, medium successful, you know, and um, so I, I was in, uh, I got that job and I was absolutely miserable. Sometimes I was the number one salesman. I was really good. I worked for Hilton and I was really good, but I was so 
miserable. Every night I asked God to take me home to heaven. Every night. I, I was so miserable. Because you weren't able to I wasn't my fulfill call. what was inside. No, and I know some yeah. people are bivocational. Paul was. My dad was. Yeah. But there are people that have one leg in business and one leg in, in a, a ministry, and they do it well. I, I'm not cut out that way. My brain, I, now I can write books and do things related to ministry, write songs, publish songs, do music, travel, record uh, TV, all that. I can do all that because it's all ministry related. It's connected to my call, um, not just preaching in a service. But but I'm telling you, I, I, was, I, I was not fulfilling the call of God in your life is the most miserable place to be in the whole entire world. Come I was on. miserable. Come on. So um, I got an opportunity to go for 10 days to Kenya. And the only way I could is I had to quit my job. And I didn't have any money. And I had a nice apartment, a nice car, and I had bills, you know. But I was so miserable. I was ready to give up everything. And so um, I went to Kenya and quit my job. And then I was asked to go to Montreal. And I was completely out of money. I was driving Uber on the side. And... And I and there's nothing wrong with that. I know preachers that drive Uber. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I was doing it just so I could eat and make my car payment. Right. And then then I I went to this church. I'm a, I was I, I was asked to bring my worship conference to Montreal. So I brought it up there. You can write a song and in the worship encounter, Montreal worship encounter, and went up there. And someone took me to a church that was the oldest Pentecostal church in Quebec. French speaking, so I went to it okay. at, at night, and they had a prayer room behind the platform that the members had a code they could get in and go in 24-7, so a member took me, and there were about six or seven people back there praying in French, uh, and there was a keyboard there and sofas, and it was kind of a large room, and I began to cry out to God in the middle of the night in this oldest Pentecostal church in their prayer room in Montreal, and I began to cry out. I said, I said, God, I said, my daughter's grown. I'm, I'm, I'm not married. I don't have a church. I don't work for anybody. I'm the one. I can do it. I will go anywhere, God. I will go to Africa. I will go to, I will go to uh, Houston. I will go to Orlando. I will go to Flint, Michigan, where I grew up. I will go anywhere. I said, God, pick me. Pick me, and I screamed for three hours. Pick me, pick me. I was so desperate. And God began to open up doors for me again. And uh, that's how it started. Then, then I had several over a period of the last four years, probably four or five supernatural encounters with the Lord where he pulled me into a deeper realm in him. And I started flowing at a deep level in the spirit like nothing that's ever happened to me before. And it shows in my services. It shows in my writing. It shows in everything. I'm, I, 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 Something is going on within me, and I don't know what it is, but something is unfolding that's different than I've ever experienced. I think God is doing that in a lot of people's lives. It's it, you know, you've gotten somewhere so far and you can't go any further until you're willing to change, go deeper with God, shed off that old stuff, you know, because it's straight as the narrow. Oh, yeah. That leads that, you know, narrow is the way. And, you know, it takes, I, had to re- I had to repent. I had to get serious about my walk with the Lord. I had yeah. to I had to become a, a more fruitful believer. 
I, I, I had to be a more, a more obedient child of God. Amen. And I didn't realize, I thought I was at 100%, but I so was not. Yeah. So I made steps that I'm, I, I'm so much closer to him than I've ever been. Amen. Uh, I'd like you to do something for me, Jeff, mm-hmm. if you would, uh, before we sign off. If, if somebody's watching this right now mm. and they need a word of encouragement, they, they're here with us right now. And they're sitting there going, I, I don't, I don't know what my calling is. I, I just know I'm hungry and I want something deeper in God. And, but I just don't know what to do. Could you look at them right directly into that camera and speak a word to them or a prayer or something that would help them grow in their relationship with God? Yeah. Just lift up your hands right where you are, wherever you are, just lift up your hands and just say, Lord, I ask you to fill my life with your purpose, with your assignment. Forgive me for everything I've done that goes against your plan, against your word. Forgive me for pride, for thinking I'm above your your way, and I'm above your ways, and I'm above your will, and I'm above your word, and it doesn't apply to me that somehow I can pass by it and I can do what I want. Forgive me, Lord, for everything, for all all of it. And I ask you, God, just to let your purpose be alive in me. I ask you to send your spirit before me and make a way for me. I surrender my life. I climb up on the altar. Lord, just burn me up. Just let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn away everything that's unlike you and take what is left and use it for your purpose. Pick me Pick me. I'm the one. I will do whatever you say. Use me for your glory. And Lord, use me at the fullest, the highest height of your call for me, where I can be the most fruitful for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm so thankful uh, today uh, for everything God is doing. Um, we're so thankful for Jeff for coming on today. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. appreciate you. you. And uh, we're actually getting ready in just a little while. We're getting ready to move into another service. Uh, we're having a miracle healing and deliverance service and tonight, and we're just believing for another round of God's power. We're going to see people's lives changed. And uh, uh, so we thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, and we also want to thank you for being with us today, wherever you're watching this. And wherever you're joining us from, we appreciate you. Thank you for helping us continue to do what we do, continue to do uh, the work of God. This is KTF Podcast, and uh, we appreciate you liking, subscribing, and just being a partner with us. And so just spread the word, continue to help us get this message out that, listen, we're just average, everyday people, and we're seeking the Lord and the truth of God, and we're standing for righteousness in this day that we're living in. So if you appreciate that too, uh, give us a like, share, and a follow. God bless you guys. I'm Pastor Shannon Williams. This is KTF Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'm going to sign off and remind you, as we always do, remember to keep the faith all the way to the finish line. God bless you guys.